Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast. And uh, pay attention, pay attention to the little details because it could mean $500 for you. It's a second date update, happy ending. Go on a date, you get blown off with no explanation, and you want to know why, right? Well, Christine is looking for a second date update with Bill, and we'll try to get to the bottom of this for Christine. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to second date update. Tell us about Bill. How'd you meet Bill? I met Bill at Liberty Town Center. They were doing one of those taste of events. Taste of Liberty Center. Oh, is that a thing? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if it's a regular thing, but I was out to dinner there a while back and they had, yeah, in the in like the little courtyard. It's not a huge area, but yeah, they had all kinds. And I think it was free. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it was an actual event. It wasn't like you were trolling the mall for a man. No, no. Gotcha. <laughs> I was just there for that. We were both in line for the sugar plates and we just started chatting. Very casual. And I totally recognized this girl he was with. It turns out it was his sister. And she and I have a couple of mutual friends. Mm. She's really cool. And he was super friendly. And he was asking me all kinds of questions and cracking jokes. and Just taking a general interest in you. Yeah. He was just really super friendly and mm-hmm. funny. And I liked him, like, immediately. Cool. So there was live music, and there was a pretty good crowd there, but I kept running into him, so I ended up giving him my number. Because when you then, keep running into someone that you get along with, that's kind of a sign. You know what? We're, we're destined to at least hang out, so let's do yeah, this. Here's my sure. number. All right. So he texted me later that night, and he asked me to go to dinner with him. We met up a couple days later at Kona Grill for sushi. Mm-hmm best date I've had in a super, super long time. Cute and funny, and I was comfortable with him. He seemed really relaxed, and he was pretty touchy-feely, like had his hand on me. I thought he liked me, and we were there for like three hours, just talking and laughing, and then he walked me back to my car, and he kissed me on the cheek, and he said he'd talk to me later, and I texted him to say thanks for a great time, and he has not called or texted or anything, and I don't get it. Like, I thought we had a great time. I thought all the signs were there, so I'm very kind of flummoxed about this. Mm-hmm. Well, flummoxed is a new word, I think. That That's is. the first time we've ever had flummoxed. We've had a lot of things. On the Jeff and Jen Morning Show second date update. However, the ingredients (laughs) to the date are very common and almost a daily thing here. It's the, you know, we we got along, he was touchy-feely, he's cute, he's Mm -hmm. nice, good Mm -hmm. smile, engaged, Mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. The way it ended, though, is always, we always take a very close look at how these dates end 
and he said to you, I'll talk to you later. That was a direct quote, right? <laughs> yes. He said he would talk to me later. Okay. Want to be sure. And at <laughs> no point during this date did anything go weird. No. All right. Just giving you a chance to rethink that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> here here would be my question. Here Here is where I would be suspect. Because he was very, very friendly. He was very relaxed. He was very comfortable. He was touching you all over the place. Even at your very first meeting, when he was standing there with his sister, he took a a really strong interest in you. Did he feel like just a really nice guy? Or was he he on Molly? (laughs) Or did you get the feeling that maybe he's a player? Um, I didn't get the feeling he was on Molly. (laughs) And I did not get the feeling he was a player. I just felt like a very comfortable man like he had a confidence about him that he was just yeah he was just confident and comfortable with himself and comfortable touching me it didn't feel like gross or forced or weird it just felt natural gotcha all right here's what we'll do we'll take a break we'll get the phone number from you and we'll call bill and find out what he thought of you After that first date at Kona Grill, coming up next with Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. Well, Christine met Bill at Liberty Town Center. They were having one of their Taste Of events, and they happened to be in line for, I guess, one of the vendors where she uh, sparked up a conversation with a guy who was there with his sister, a sister that Christine recognized because they had mutual friends. So, a great conversation ensues with the three of them, especially between Bill and Christine. So they finally exchanged numbers and went out to dinner a couple of nights later, and it went extremely well. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group, schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Well, when the date was over, Christine said he gave her a hug and said, I'll talk to you later. Am I right on the hug or was there a kiss or was it or was there not even a hug? Did no, I make that up in my head? That's the hug. Just a hug, hug. but he did say he would talk to you later. You text him back and say, thanks so much for the night. That was so much fun. And he never responded, correct? Correct. And you you have not tried to uh, reach out to him since. Is that also correct? Yes, correct. I have no further questions, Your Honor. (laughs) (laughs) It seems like a very cut and dry case here. We're going to go ahead and call Bill. Three hours, such a long time to spend with somebody and then just not have any sort of answer. Yep. Hey, Bill. Uh, who's this? Bill, it's Jeff and Jen at Q102. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing good. 
Well, glad to hear that. <laughs> I'm sorry to, if we're catching you at a bad time, but uh, the reason we're we're calling, the reason we're reaching out to you is uh, because it turns out we have a we have a friend in common. We know someone. We do that you know. Sorry, sorry are you radio Jeff and Jim? Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay, sorry, it's just a little early for me. That's okay. Did we wake you up? Did we get you out of bed? No, but you're the first person I talked to today. Oh, all right. Okay. Well, are, are you cool with coming on our show by phone here for just a couple minutes so we can talk about our mutual friend? Who's our mutual friend? Christine. Went to Kona Grill. Christine Kona Grill. No, I, I know Chris. Oh, I know what this is. You're the guys that do this kind of thing, huh? <laughs> we are. It's a second date update call. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, so yeah. here's what happened. is She called us and she said, I met this really cool guy at Liberty Town Center at their Taste Up event. And we ended up making a date for a couple nights later. And he's awesome. And I really thought that we, we were getting along well. And I sent him a text thanking him for the night. And I never heard back from him. And she doesn't want to bug you. But at the same time, I think she's a little disappointed that she hasn't heard from you, which is why she's enlisted us to do this second date update, all in fun. Mm-hmm. I apologize if it feels like we're putting you on the spot. That's not our intention. We just were hoping that you would fill us in on on why you don't seem interested, or or maybe there's something else going on. Can you fill us in? Yeah, I mean, I will. I'll, I'll be. Listen, here's the deal. I just broke off an engagement a few months ago, and that girl and I, we've been together for nine years. Wow. And you were engaged I mean, I, for nine years? We were t- together for nine. Oh, sorry, together for nine, engaged for three. Oh, okay. okay. Well, even that's a long engagement. Oh, being with one that person is for a long, long engagement. Yeah. Long time. There were a couple makeup breakups in there. Oh, uh, okay. so are you guys like on again, off again? Well, yeah, but we are definitely off now. And after being in a nine year thing, I'm not looking to date anyone seriously right now. I'm just kind of looking for. You know, a good time just to hang out. And, you know, I went on a date with Christine. It was great. And I was giving her my best moves. And she was not, you know, taking the bait, if you will. And, you know, <laughs> she seemed great, but it was obvious she was looking for something other than what I was looking for. Okay. So you were looking for a hookup. You got yeah. the sense that she was looking for a relationship. He's dancing around that he was just trying to yeah, get. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Boy, and you hung in there for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> he was working it hard. Because you guys were together. She said that your date lasted three hours. Yeah. I was looking for signs that it was going to last longer, but uh, <laughs> it looked like it was going to end there. And I know this is like a kind of a douchey move, but I feel like it would be douchier to not be honest and like string her along. Right. Well, yeah. that's true, and we do appreciate your honesty. Christine, are you still with us? Yeah. This kind of sucks, but I don't know why you didn't just tell me that. Well, how do you, know I, I I, you know what, Christine? I would love for you to explain to the men that are listening, if we're looking for just a hookup, how do we explain that, and when is the appropriate time to explain that? Probably in the middle of dinner. In the middle of dinner? While we were like... Yeah, while we were, like, vibing and everything was good and, you know, we're, like, having fun. Because I'm not necessarily looking for a relationship right now either. Right. And I like to have fun. And honestly, if you had just been straight up with me that night, I probably would have gone home with you. Wow. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought it would have been a pretty unsmooth move to have just been like, hey... What are you doing right. later tonight? But see, this is why I'm asking these questions, Bill, because I, I, I don't want you to make that same mistake again, and I want other men listening. 
<laughs> well, I think I have at least an angle you can try. You could say, hey, you want to Netflix and chill. Because we've learned that from previous Second Date updates that... Is that still a thing? Netflix and chill? Um, <laughs> now that everybody knows, it probably isn't. Well, because there's something else that struck me when we were talking to Bill a few moments ago, and Bill said, I'm just looking to have a good time. While that is an honest statement, I sometimes feel like that evokes negative connotations about a man's intentions. Well, it- not just that. It isn't clear. It isn't clear. I mean, having a good time might mean hanging out a lot as friends and occasionally sleeping together. This is why I'm asking the ladies. Right. Or it could just mean, hey, I'm, you know, I like you. I, I just, I enjoy spending time with you. Can we just be friends? Okay. So the takeaway from this. According to Christine, is in the middle of the date, right. in the middle of the dinner, that is the best time to say, you know, quite honestly, I am not looking for a committed relationship. I am looking to, uh, this is so, to enjoy so private time with a lady. This caterpillar roll is really good at the sushi place. Seriously, please help us men come up with a phrase that doesn't creep you out or, or shut it down. What do we say besides Netflix and chill? I feel like if he had just said to me, like, hey, I'm having a really good time. And I think you're a cool girl, but I have to be honest, I'm just getting out of something serious. You know, I'm not ready for a commitment. How about this? Being honest and straight up. How about this? I want to be really honest with you and let you know that right now I'm not looking to date anyone um, casually or seriously, really. But I have super enjoyed my time with you tonight, Uh and I would like the evening to continue back at my place. Ooh. Boom. I would have slept with that. <laughs> Did you write it down? That's good to know. Pretend write I just that said down. that to you. Write that down. <laughs> write that down. Bill's like, pretend I just said that to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got it on tape. <laughs> there you go, gentlemen. There we go. So does this mean we can uh, buy dinner for you guys or? Or are you out, Christine? How, yeah. What's your feeling I mean, on yeah, this? Yeah, what are we thinking Because it here? sounds like Bill's still in. Yeah. I'm down to have some fun. Excellent. Awesome. Okay. All right. Works. We've, we've negotiated a deal, Jim. I guess we certainly did. We're diplomats. I'm kind of digging it. Since oh, well, thanks for calling, guys. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. <laughs> You're We're so welcome. Yeah. Uh, and Christine, thank you for calling the Jeff and Jen Morning Show. You're welcome. Thanks, you guys. Yeah, don't hang up because we're going to set this up with you, Christine. So, Bill, you'll be hearing from Christine, actually, okay? Sounds good. All right, buddy. Thanks for taking the call, man. Have a great rest of your day. Uh, thanks. Talk to you soon, Christine. Bye. Bye. Okay, and Christine, you hang on. Okay. Cool. How about that? I love ending the week like that. Well, we love the best friend game. It's one of our favorite new games and our contestants today. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Kathy and Susie to the best friend hey. game. Hey, guys. <laughs> All right, ladies. How long have you been friends? <laughs> eight years. Eight years. Was eight that years. a swear? No. No, I said okay. shoot. Um, <laughs> no, eight years, and I bullied my way into this friendship. It is very fun. Really? You bullied How so? your way. So I have two daughters, and my oldest was going to start kindergarten, uh-huh. and I was like, I'm going to build a friendship for her like before school starts. And so we were at this ready fest that they do for kindergartners, and... I eyed Susie 
and she asked a question similar to what I would ask. So I was like, okay, so she's kind of like a mom like me. So I start berating her with questions. Really? She was trying to avoid me. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, she creeped you out. I got to tell you, (laughs) just looking at her body language, she's trying to avoid you now. I I know. I know. (laughs) And so then I said, well, I think that um, we should get the girls together before school starts. She said, well, school starts Wednesday. And I said, so tomorrow? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, we've been friends ever since. And the rest is history. Whether I wanted to or not. Hey, that's not nice. So what are some things you like to do together? Hang out with our kids everywhere. Yeah, take our kids places, hang out at my house after school and work, sit outside and watch them play. We may or may not participate in a few stuff. (laughs) You know, it's going to be great, though, because when the kids are older and you have more time to yourselves, it'll be uh, go to the bar on a Wednesday afternoon. Right. Go go catch a movie. We may or may not have done that a few times (laughs) (laughs) with the kids in tow. You have your baby in a bar. Right. Right. (laughs) Just kidding. This will be fun. I'm excited. This will be fun. So yeah. who's answering about who? I am answering about Kathy. Okay. All right. So, so Kathy, out. we're going to send you to the Jeff and Jen isolation booth. And once you're out of earshot, mm-hmm. we're going to ask Susie the tough questions. I thought I was getting the easy ones. Nope. Oh, no. you, my friend. You. No. Awesome. Here we go. First question is worth $10. All right. What is the first thing she does when she gets up in the morning? Um, I would let's say gets a cup of coffee. Coffee, all right. Coffee, yeah, coffee works for me. A cup of coffee. What is the name of her first pet? Her first pet, I think it was a boxer named Duchess. Duchess. Oh, all right. What is her favorite alcoholic beverage? Coors Light. <laughs> it's the right. Didn't beer have to now. think about that one. <laughs> okay. Which body part does she hate being touched? Which one of her body parts does she hate it? Her feet. Her feet. Her feet. She doesn't like her So she doesn't do pedicures. So it's not a her, thing. Well, she might get her feet done. She just doesn't like her feet. Okay. Huh. So she wouldn't want them touched. Probably She and not. Fritz would I'm, get along very well. I'm guessing. No. I've <laughs> never really tried to touch her feet in my defense, but. We didn't even ask you guys if you're married. Are you still married? Everybody married? Oh, yeah. All right. I thought you meant to each other for okay. a minute. No. <laughs> we haven't had that kind of best friend couple no. yet either. Uh, what is something her partner does that makes her crazy? Um, oh, when he speaks in an intense voice about absolutely nothing, like not a very, not an intense conversation, but is like that's yeah. right. So he could be talking about the weather right, or picking like up milk at the store, but he, yeah. he does it. He delivers it in a way that's very intense. Yes, you would it, think the sky is falling. Sure, it gives her some anxiety. When that's that funny. I love yes. that. Gotcha. All right. I hope that's what she answers. <laughs> we'll see. We're going to find out as the best friend game continues. We'll bring Kathy back into the studio and see how her answers. Match up to Susie's. Come on in. Take a seat. Grab a mic. Here we go. Susie answers some very revealing questions about you that, that <laughs> fascinate us. because I'm a very revealing person. And you're a fascinating person as That's well. That's what I say. <laughs> I'll Open tell you what. Honest. We're going to see if your answers match Susie's answers. All right. The first Let's question so. is worth $10. Are you $10. ready? $10. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's the first thing you do when you get up in the morning? I pee. <laughs> that, that would make sense. That would make sense. I get yeah. about a bad. I, I pee. I drink water. Why? What'd you say? I do drink coffee. 
No, I pee. <laughs> I, I, we obviously haven't had enough sleepovers. I don't know. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, we don't have sleepovers. That's funny. Eventually, right. the coffee comes eventually. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like mm-hmm. most people pee. Okay. All right, Susan. Exactly. Now, this one's worth 10, too, because she screwed up the first one. Yes. I think Question. we can still We're be still... friends, but we'll see. But this is changing things rapidly. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what is the name of your first pet? The one from a childhood, Duchess. Oh, yes. good. Yes. Your boxer, Yay. right? Yes. Yeah. Very right. nice. You got 10 bucks. Yay. 10 bucks. There you go. Five. You get five. We're right. splitting it. All right. <laughs> What's your favorite alcoholic beverage? Coors Light beer. Nice. There's another 20. <laughs> All right. Everybody knows that who knows me. All right. <laughs> That's a good one. $30 so far. Next question is worth an additional $30. Yes. Oh, which one of your body parts do you hate having touched? Oh, I, my feet are upsetting for everybody involved. That's it. <laughs> Which is why I'm not wearing flip-flops. And I'm wearing these terrible shoes that she was making fun of on my way here. Oh, that's See, it's either that or you have to look at the feet. So. Right. right. What's so um, awful about your okay, feet? So they are discolored from like nasty gray, like old skin. Oh my God, you're making them sound so and scary. I also have what some would call a mucoid cyst on my toe. It is terrible. A mucoid Mucoid says, I went to a podiatrist at 43 years old. Just call it a corn. <laughs> she bought me. She, one time, I was so upset about this thing on my foot, she bought me Dr. Schultz medicated. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, you know, they had they have medications for that I stuff. I know, but I'm going to have it removed, but not until oh, January right. when my flex well, comes So back. your feet will look so pretty when this is yeah. over. You'll be showing them um, off to everyone. <laughs> right. so, so far, uh, you got $60. That's $60. Awesome. Yeah. No. Next question is worth 40 bucks. What's something your partner does that makes you crazy? He speaks with such intensity when he calls me in the mornings that it gives me a panic attack. I have to lower, John, I love you so much, but I have to lower the volume. I say, can you maybe keep it down low? Because my heart is racing. What does it sound like? Give us an example. Okay, so John has taken our kids to school ever since they were babies, like Uh daycare and school. And he'll call at the same time every morning to give me a report on how it goes. And even if he's saying how great it went, it's usually like just this intensity in his voice. And then he'll talk about the traffic. And it's just extremely. It sounds like he's complaining. It it does. Almost alarming. Yes. And my my (laughs) office this mate, she can attest to it because she gets her heart racing too. John, John I love you so much. That's funny. I love Calm it. Calm down. Wow. Well, that's great. So you got all but one answer right. Yay! That's a hundred bucks. It oh, sure is. One. Nice. Well, because I, I mean, I, I peed twice waiting. You would know that peeing would be the first line of business. But you know what? She might have thought that you didn't pee this morning and you were saving it all for here. (laughs) Kathy has the biggest bladder known to man. It's small. She doesn't even pee. She just just starts in with the coffee. coffee. I'll pee pee this afternoon. Small bladder, huge mucoid cyst. Right. (laughs) That's where it is all stored. Well, John is a lucky, lucky man. (laughs) We love it. Well, congratulations, guys. Well done. So Thank wait, you, Kathy. Just for the record, yes. we, we're the best so You're far. You're the best. Yes. You have answered the most questions right on the ah, best friend. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well done, guys. Oh, that's right. awesome. Congratulations. Thank you for coming on the best friend game. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. Oh, too funny. If you 
Want to be on the best friend game? You just have to shoot us an email. Jeff and Jen at WKRQ.com. All right. Just before 7 o'clock. It is 7 o'clock here at Cincinnati's Q102. Coming up, uh, a reunion of sorts. My 11th grade American studies teacher, who I've not spoken with in 31 years, is coming up next. The man that bestowed upon you the Golden Shovel Award. Right. (laughs) Mr. (laughs) Kelly. And... (laughs) And once he spends five minutes with you today, I'm sure that he will say you continue to earn that award. Yes, either that or he'll he'll be deeply disappointed in me. (laughs) (laughs) Cincinnati's Q102, Jeff and Jen, 7 after 7. We got some showers out there this morning. They're supposed to taper by mid-morning, and then the clouds will break up later on today. We'll see a high around 57. It's 52 with Cincinnati's Q102. I want to take this opportunity to introduce you to someone who... uh, played a very influential role in my life. Joe Kelly is or was my 11th grade American studies teacher. So here you are, 16, 17 years old. Very impressionable young man. Yes. And this guy molded you. He, well. uh, Had a hand in it. I'll tell you what. He had, I think he had the the biggest and longest lasting impact on me as I entered adulthood. And this is the first time I'm talking to him in 31 years. Mr. Kelly, welcome to the Jeff and Jen Morning Show. Thanks a lot, Jeff. I uh, don't recognize that mature voice. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you, I don't know whether I, I want to curse you or thank you for all you did. To this well, I don't man, know either, but man. I thought it was funny when um, you, you answered the phone, or the producer answered the phone, and said that uh, when I said it was the Massachusetts fan club for Jeff Thomas, you burst into laughter. <laughs> I, so I don't know if that's, uh, Jeff, I don't know if they're trying to tell you something. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's a good sign, Mr. Kelly. I'm not sure. But, uh, now, well, now, Mr. Kelly, 11th grade for Jeff Thomas was a very, very long time ago. Do you honestly remember him? <laughs> yeah, I do. And I'll tell you why. Um, he was the only kid in a junior class that is we're talking 17 year olds basically mm-hmm. oh god who walks into class with a full beard yeah. <laughs> i mean we're not we're not talking about the typical teenager who's got a little bit of stub or the cool I guy who tries to yeah i don't know the goatee kid or any of that he had a full beard <laughs> and what was inter, what was interesting about jeff was that he was a very quiet thoughtful guy in high school he wasn't a loudmouth or the class wit but he had this kind of uh, wry sense of humor, so that when he spoke, kids would kind of look at each other, and they would get the joke about 15 seconds later. <laughs> that sounds about right. And as far yeah. as the hair goes, he's still a very hairy man, except for the top of his head. Yeah. But well, everywhere that's else. Good. Yep. That's good after all these years. <laughs> but I'll tell you another story about the, uh, the beard, which was really interesting, was that there were a number of kids in that class who were convinced that Jeff wasn't really a high school kid, mm. but that he was uh, an undercover cop. Oh, my God, that's hilarious. And they were intimidated. I mean, his friends knew who he was, but there was a small group of kids, especially the uh, the dope smokers, were really, really frightened. <laughs> they thought he was DEA. With awesome. that They're like, that, dude, that kid's well, a narc, man. 21 Jump Street going on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sort of like that. But I can tell you the uh, marijuana consumption that class went down hardly during (laughs) Jeff's time there. That's right. It was during the war on drugs. A lot of kids just saying no during that period. That was it. That did it. 
Yeah, American Studies for for those who who don't know, and I don't know, Mr. Kelly, was was this a curriculum that you developed yourself, or or is this? Can you find this at all public high schools across the country? No, I think you find it in very few um, public high schools. The American Studies idea on the college level uh, started really in the seventies, and the whole idea was to bring in all the disciplines, you know, literature, art, architecture, history, everything. But, um, you know, that's almost impossible to do in a high school class. So basically what I did was combine history and English. So I don't know if you remember, but I got rid of most of the fiction and the poetry and the drama, and I kept you guys reading, but the reading material was politics, history, and economics. Yeah, I mean, we had him two periods a day, and that satisfied our English and social studies requirements for the year. Now, are right. you still teaching? No, I retired several years ago. Okay. All right. Well, and, and he's been busy, too, because uh, he wrote a book, the, a novel uh, that I read. It's called Rebecca Scott. And you want to tell us real quick, you know, a little bit about the book? Yeah, I started the book way back in the 90s, um, and I was interested in how few women at the time were dramatized in novels as killers. Uh, And by the mid-90s, there were more and more of them, and to the point where you got serial killers that were women, who normally in the old days... You would never see a woman who was a serial killer. Right. So I started writing the thing, and I got about, I don't know, third way through it, and I said, what am I doing? I mean, you know, everybody's doing this now. There's nothing new about this. So then I started rehashing it, and I thought, it might be more interesting to have a woman kill someone very mysteriously in the first chapter or two, but have a really damn good reason for doing it. In other words, by the time the reader got halfway through the book, they would be on her side. They would see why she did it. Yeah. And then have her meet someone who, because of the relationship that developed between the two of them, prevented her from going in the direction she was headed. So I decided to go in that direction, and I finished up uh, one version of it. And um, was not satisfied, at the, even though my friends that I showed it to liked it, liked it a lot, um, I wasn't happy with the motivation at the end. So I ended up rewriting several chapters and then um, independently publishing it with Amazon. And for those of your listeners out there that want to write novels and find that they're running into all kinds of difficulty getting it published, which means about 95% of you, um, Amazon it really offers a, a deal where you can, for a certain amount of money, and it varies anywhere from you know, a few hundred bucks all the way up to over a thousand, depending on what you want. You can get them to publish your book in paperback form. They put a cover on it. If you're not an artist, as I'm not, they will um, design a cover for you, which is pretty eye-catching. I like the cover that you have. It's, it's, a, it's blood a blood spout. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. that thing. Well, you know what's funny about that cover? My original idea was that this woman kills one person. That's it. When you look at that cover, it looks like she wiped out half the city of Boston. Right. <laughs> However, when I first saw that, my wife and I were in California visiting uh, our daughter and granddaughter, and the cover came through. Amazon sent me notice and said, okay, your cover's done. And what I'd asked for was a cover that was totally dark blue, 
with the title, the woman's name, Rebecca Scott, and then a line of red. That was it. That's all I wanted. <laughs> so they sent me that, this, this cover with the red all over it. My wife looked at it first on her iPad and said, Joe, I don't think you're going to like this. But once I started showing it to people, people liked it. And a lot of people didn't connect it with blood. Like a lot of people looked at it and said, I don't know, this looks like an abstract expressionist painting to me. Right. And um, when I discussed it with the people at CreateSpace, which is the publishing arm of Amazon, they made the point that, you know, we can change it if you want, but when you look at this book cover on your screen, on your computer screen, and you compare it to other book covers, it really stands out. Right. And basically that's the reaction I got from most of the people who looked at it. went on Amazon thought, you know, looked at the plot summary and the reviews and figured out whether they was their kind of thing or not. Whether they liked it or not, they all ended up loving the book cover. So um, I ended up going with it. Well, it's a great book. I read it uh, cover to cover within uh, about a 36-hour period and uh, highly recommend it. It's called Rebecca Scott, a novel by my American Studies teacher from high school, <laughs> Joe Kelly. That's K-E-L-L-E-Y. And, Mr. Kelly, you know, we've often had teachers on the show, and I don't think we, we give teachers enough credit for the impact that they have on their students' lives. And I've always wanted an opportunity to tell you uh, the impact that you had on mine and how long-lasting it was and how grateful I am to you for being uh, so good at what you do and for engaging and inspiring me. And it, it really was an honor to have you as a teacher. So thank you for everything you did, not just for me, but uh, for all of the kids that were in your class over the course of the 34 years you taught. Well, you're welcome, Jeff, and I really, I really appreciate that. That's great to hear. And you were spot on when you gave him that Golden Shovel Award. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he, uh, he got his way through some answers and some wonderfully vague and almost poetical statements that have nothing to do with the question at all. <laughs> and he continues to do he so many years later. Well, I meant that from the heart, Mr. Kelly, really. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, listen, thank you again, and we wish you continued success on the book. And thank you for getting up so early uh, with us. And, uh, again, by Rebecca Scott. It's, on, it's available on Amazon, right, Mr. Kelly? It's available on Amazon and on Kindle. So if you're a uh, Kindle person, you can fire it right up. Nice. All right. Have a great weekend, Mr. Kelly. Take care of yourself. Okay, Jeff, good talking to you and good talking to your colleague. <laughs> it's nice to meet you, Mr. Kelly. So long. Have a great day. You, you too. too. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. What a nice teacher. Super nice guy. Yeah, yeah. very nice. Yeah. You know, I know my, my mom was a teacher for 40-some years, and it always means a lot to her when she has former students come up and say to her what you just said to him. So I think that was a very oh, nice yeah. thing for you to do. You know, I, I looked for him for years, was not able to find him because he, uh, up until recently, I, I don't think was on social media, or if he was, I, I wasn't able to find him, and I might have even been misspelling his last name for the longest time, not realizing there was an E in, in mm -hmm. Joe Kelly, but... Uh, our graduating class, we have a like a private Facebook page, you know, to mm -hmm. arrange reunions and mm -hmm. stuff. And I don't know. Somebody asked the question. They started a thread. Who was your favorite teacher at Lexington High School, and, which is where I grew up, just outside of Boston, Lexington, Massachusetts? And uh, and I and I mentioned Mr. Kelly, and I I said why, and I said, gosh, you know, if anybody knows yes, him yes. or or runs into him, I'd love the opportunity to tell him that. Mm -hmm. And there was one student, evidently, who. Uh, was Facebook friends with him, mm. and so I friended him on Facebook, and then he sent me a note and said hello. And 
that's cool. So there we were able go. to make this happen. That's funny. So I'm really happy for him. You'll have to hang out with him next time you go up to Boston. Get a drink. He's in the Frank. fan. Absolutely. He started your fan club. Right. The <laughs> Massachusetts fan club. Seriously. He's the founder. All right, it is 7.20 with Jeff and Jen on Cincinnati's Q102. We're looking at showers on and off through a good portion of the morning. The good news is we'll see those showers taper off by mid-morning, and then uh, we're hoping to see some sunshine before before the evening commute. We'll see a high around 57. Where are we now? 60? No, 52 at Cincinnati's Q102. Now, I've got three headlines for you. Two of those headlines are fake. One headline is real. Your job, should you choose to accept it, is to guess the real headline and win. Okie dokie. We got four tickets to our premiere of Trolls that we're doing Saturday the 29th. Showcase Cinema Springdale. You just got to tell us which one is real. Is it A? A woman accidentally handcuffs herself then gets arrested. Is it B? A guy is busted trying to pay a prostitute with a McDonald's quarter pounder. Or C, a Canadian thief repels into a sporting goods store to steal $120,000 worth of hockey sticks. <laughs> wow. I know. What an inventory, huh? Hmm. 513-749-2320. Caller 20 gets a guess. Good luck. Time for some of the news that didn't make the news this morning. The best weird sick day excuses and why you need to get your hands on a mannequin head. It is Friday, October 21st of 2016. We're Jeff and Jen, and here it is, your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. All right, let's start with the weirdest sick day excuses. Because I was so tired, I wasn't creative enough to come up with one for this morning. <laughs> so here I am. Career Builder just released its annual list of the most ridiculous sick day excuses people have come up with in the past year. And here we go with the top 10. Number 10, an employee claimed they had to stay home because they were bitten by a duck. You know, ducks can get pretty vicious. Geese especially. They got bitten by a duck. Yep. Whack. All right. Good to know. I have you two to back me up if yeah, I Yeah, we got you there. Uh, number nine, a guy said he couldn't make it because he couldn't make it in because he was bowling the game of his life. Well, you can't leave in the middle. Someone said they couldn't come in because they ate too much birthday cake. I could see that. Could be a problem. A woman claimed she used Nair on her armpits, ended up with chemical burns, <laughs> and couldn't put her arms down. So far, I'm believing all of these. I, I believe would, that yeah, one. Yeah, me too. Number six, a woman called in and said she wasn't sick, but her llama was. Oh, it's like a pet a baby who yeah. was it joanne that worked uh down and at the old place that, that had a bunch farm? of farm animals yeah yeah mm-hmm. i could see her coming up with that excuse mm-hmm. someone said they accidentally ate cat food instead of tuna and got <laughs> sick that'll do it right jeff they don't have the same quality control standards right for human consumption but the texture sure is similar yeah I've seen Grover Collins open up one of those packets of dog food and just 
<laughs> really? He does it to gross out his daughter, but I promise My, you. It, is it canned or dry? No, it's like the, what are those, like a pouch? Oh, the pouches with like the soft yeah, food. Yeah, it's not fancy. It's, not it's wet, like fancy it, feast for dogs, I think, essentially. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Oh, wow. And he does, and it's disgusting, but <laughs> yeah. it doesn't ever affect him. I'm sure it's a very proud moment for Holly as well. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I think she kind of likes it. <laughs> I do. I don't know. I totally see her <laughs> there with her glass of wine egging him on. Yeah. Do it again. <laughs> Watch. It's I guarantee you he'll do it. <laughs> Want to bet me? Uh, number four, a woman wouldn't cancel her hair appointment because her roots were showing. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. A woman said she couldn't get out of her house because the police were raiding it. Mm. Uh, number two, a guy said he had to be a pallbearer at the funeral of his wife's cousin's pet. Oh, well. Yeah. And finally, a guy claimed the ozone made his tires go flat, and that's why he couldn't come into work. Those are actual excuses offered up by, <clears throat> excuse me, career builder. Uh, the survey, <clears throat> sorry, <coughs> I have a little donut. <laughs> oh, God. I, I have a little cat food. Here we Jeff go. is like, if I get cat food stuck in my throat, can I go home right. early? <laughs> uh, the survey also found that 35% of us have faked a sick day in the past year. And 28% just didn't feel like going in. Wow. So there you have it. All right. What else do we have here this morning? Ah, yes. We always like to keep you up on the the, uh, latest social media video trends. So you can say, man, that sounds stupid. And then eventually film yourself doing this later. Right. The newest video trend going around YouTube right now is dancing with a mannequin head in your hood. So basically, Fritchie, you got a hoodie on. I do. Okay. So well, shh, don't tell. I don't think I'm supposed to wear this as a part of the uniform. Oh. All right. Well. But no, go ahead. We the won't hoodie, say anything. The, the hood would be down. Yeah, the hoodie would be we down. we would put a mannequin head in it. A so foam it, mannequin yeah. head. Oh, in the back? In yeah. the hood. Uh-huh. Yep. And then, and then you hide your head by oh. ducking into the shirt. Oh, so you put it on top of your head. And yes. then you pull it oh up. Oh, my God, that's dumb. And then da- it is dumb. <laughs> I'll do it. Do we have a mannequin head here? It is so dumb. I watched 40 of them. Oh, God. I believe that, too. So that's it. I'm sure there are plenty of examples we can link you to on our Facebook page when sure. we have a second. Uh, what else? Oh, and speaking of the internet, stupid photo of the day here. If you've ever been to like a crowded Starbucks and managed to get a table, you know how valuable that is. So you'll totally, totally yeah. get this guy right. There is a photo going viral right now of an old guy sitting in a Starbucks in Hong Kong reading the newspaper while the entire place is flooded. But he is clearly not going to let those six inches of water get in the way of his treasured space in the Starbucks. Treasured space and free Wi-Fi. That's right. He's not going to give up that space. Hmm. All right. According to an evolutionary psychologist from Harvard University, when your dog is sleeping, they're having dreams. And they're having dreams about you. Cool. So this might just be the best news story of the year. Right, Tim? I like it. Like Evidently, humans dream Humans dream about the same things they're interested in by day. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to think animals are any different. Since dogs are extremely attached to their human owners, it's very likely that your dog is dreaming of your face, your smell, and of pleasing or annoying you. 
pleasing or annoying. You know? Whatever they, makes are them you happy. Are laughing about it? Or are when, they... when Steve's sleeping, you can see his little feet move like he's running in his dream. or He's, he's... chasing something. Yeah. He's probably he'll... running rabbits. He's a beagle. Or he'll do a little... <laughs> like a little noise. Like, or a little like, bark. What's happening? That's so cute. Yeah. And they're like... <laughs> Hmm. How is Steve like? So you sometimes like if you go over go over to a friend's house, you take him with you, or usually you leave not. him at home. No, he usually stays home and you know chills. He's probably having a party with the neighborhood folks. Yeah, but, I was going to uh, say. So how is he with other animals? Do you ever have a chance to see him interact? As long as they're not you know bigger than you know if they're really big, he uh, he can be a little bad guy. He can tough kind guy. Of say hey man, I'm the alpha dog. Right. Oh, yeah. so he starts barking and like kind of going after him. Yeah, he'll nip at him like, "Hey, I'm I'm the HBIC around here." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Poor little Steve. And then that dog's like, "Whoop!" And he's like, "Out of there!" Right? I don't. He's like, "You're a little too big, a little too noticeable for this place. This is my house, you know, right?" So, so. funny. Do you? Does he ever howl? Occasionally, he's yeah. pretty quiet. Yeah, he's a chill dog. Wonder what would happen if we cut him loose in the woods and he did start chasing rabbits. I would never see him again. Yeah, <laughs> he'd be gone. No, I I know tricks to to get beagles. Did you know that rabbits run in circles? And so if you've got a beagle that's out chasing rabbits, what you do is you just try to figure out where the center might be and just hang out because eventually he'll circle back. Hmm. They'll okay. come around to you. How about yep. that? How about it? Well, All right. Back for the crockpot food. If you just told him something <laughs> yeah. was if like you out. put the crockpot on top of one of your out. sweatshirts or jackets with your scent on it. Yeah, be, the dog will come back. Exactly. Call the beagle whisperer. Thanks for listening here. to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show podcast. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.